Welcome to Living Fully, a Calgary Counseling Centre podcast. Each episode, we'll bring you insights from our expert counsellors and tips and strategies to improve your mental well-being. I'm your host, Katherine Hertig. Calgary Counseling Centre and Counseling Alberta provide effective counselling for anyone in Alberta with no wait list and no financial barriers. Find us online at calgarycounseling.com or counselingalberta.com. Even the hardest working parent with the best of intentions makes mistakes sometimes. In this episode, I talk with Dennis Trushkin, registered social worker, about the concept of self-compassion and how it can improve the mental health of parents and benefit the relationships with their children. Parenting isn't easy. We want to do our best in raising our kids, but mistakes are inevitable. There's going to be times that we don't get it right. We'll raise our voices or say the wrong thing, miss watching one of their games, or maybe accidentally embarrass them in front of their friends. Today, we're going to talk about the concept of self-compassion. And if we apply it to our lives and parenting style, it can help our relationships with our children and our mental health. I'm here with Dennis Sushkin, a registered social worker with Calgary Counseling Center. Yeah, thank you for having me here. It's it's my pleasure. Dennis, let's start by, um, if you can just introduce yourself and, you know, talk about your background and all that, that'd be great. Uh, I've been working with the center for a number of years, and, but counseling and therapy is my second career. I used to be a teacher um, okay. before. So in my head, I always see those two careers, like they overlap and it's just like one is continuation of the other. Yeah, I spent seven, seven years teaching yeah, languages, um, younger kids, music, and then and I also like come from a very different background as well. I come from Central Asia, from Kazakhstan. So okay. yeah, have a bit of a fragmented life. Did you grow up there? Yeah, I was born in a in a country that doesn't exist anymore, in the Soviet Union, and then I spent yeah a big portion of my formative years in Kazakhstan. When was it that you? switched careers into counseling? Uh, so I came to Canada in 2013 uh, and I spent some time working in social services, uh, working with um, adults and families. And then 2017 is when I started my yeah, counseling journey. Awesome. So Dennis, what does self-compassion mean? Can you can you define it for us? Yeah. Well, compassion compassion towards yourself is not any different than compassion towards other people. So in general, compassion is attitude of kindness and care um, towards a person who is struggling, having a hard time with something and the desire to help. So sometimes it's compassion towards others. Sometimes it's self-compassion or the same attitude and desire to help, but uh, directed at, at yourself. And then how does that, that self-kindness, self-compassion... Um, like what role does that play in developing a healthy and nurturing parenting style? Right. Totally. Um, well, um, I think I, there are two main roles that it can uh, play in, in a family. First of all, uh, we as parents, like we're the main tools, the main vehicle for parenting. 
So sometimes self-compassion is like a maintenance for a car. When you have a car and it means that you need to fill up the gas, you need to clean, you need to take it to a mechanic um, from time to time. So sometimes self-compassion is just like a way to to care for yourself, care, uh, be, be able to be the best version of, of the parent that you want to be. Uh, and the other role that it might play is, is modeling. Because like kids have an incredible ability to observe and learn uh, and quite often learn indirectly. So when we are self-compassionate towards ourselves, that's how we can teach our kids how to be compassionate towards others and how they can be uh, compassionate and kind towards themselves too. For sure. I, I have um, a stepson and, you know, so I, I definitely think about some of these things. And I think that's, it's really important to, to model, I mean, not just how to treat other people, but also how to treat yourself. So when you, you know, your kids see that, oh, you know, they, they make sure they're taken care of. They make sure they're doing things that they enjoy. They make sure that their needs are met. I mean, at least I feel that that shows them that respecting yourself and taking care of yourself is really important. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's kind of the, kind of like, they're like, they are always two different kinds of events. I think like that's the, the teaching background. The teaching me is kind of like, sometimes you can just teach and explain that's what you need to do. That's how you do it. And sometimes you just like do something and kids pick up. Oh, definitely. Start imitating you. They start looking at what's going on. And yeah, it's, it's yeah. definitely a big part of any kind of growth and learning. How can self-compassion kind of impact the relationship you have with your kids and like the overall family dynamics? So I think a big piece of, of this is like it, uh, this kind of self-compassion, I do like caring, kind com uh, attitude towards yourself and others, like it can reduce shame and increase connection between people. Um, and I think like even, I think we all can think of a moment when we struggled and kind of like had a difficult time with something and there was probably, you know, like a moment with it. Anyone can bring forward when you kind of, when you had someone there for you that understood you, felt you and were willing to help you and usually when you can like if listeners can bring this forward and just notice like what what effect it had mm -hmm. on the person and if i were to guess it like it's almost like it's like it's it decreased the tension for yourself like you kind of like relaxed you kind of like you 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 were not feeling so alone it's also like it means that it affected how how you interacted with, with, with others around you. Of course. So it's a, it's a big part of like, and sometimes we can get this kind of attitude and of care and, and desire to help from others. And sometimes we can provide it to, to ourselves. And it's not just about taking care of ourselves, but it's also like, it helps you to, to connect. It helps you to be there for, for others. Mm -hmm. You know, so we, we talked a little bit about um, modeling. Um, how can parents model this idea of self-compassion for their kids and encourage them to develop their own self-compassion? I think, I think the big tool, like a huge tool that we all have and like uh, is ability to tell stories or read stories sometimes. So and it might look like sometimes... Sometimes just doing something and kids will like you looking up. I think parents will usually can usually tell when, when kids are watching and you can just like do something and you don't even need to. You can tell a story through just action and, and doing yeah. things. Sometimes it me, might mean that you like you actually say those things out loud and say, hey, kind of even when it's kind of like, oh, like it's it's been a hard day and I know I'm having a hard time. I'm I'm not as focused or attentive to to what you have to say to me. And I just need a moment to to step back and let me give give me five minutes and I'll come back and listen. Well like I I really want to hear what you have right. to say about your day or about the game that you just played, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so just like saying it out loud 
helps people, helps kids to kind of like, oh, that's what's happening. Or even kind of like another thing is like when, when kids are struggling and when, when they don't know what's what's happening around them without a very like a concrete story, uh, they tend to either self-doubt or self-blame. So this ability to say it out loud, hey, I'm having a hard time, it's been a hard day at work, whatever, like it gets this doubt and blame out of the picture for kids. They know, oh, that's what's happening for for my parents, for my dad, for my mom. Yeah. And it helps them, helps them to relax. And sometimes it can be just like a matter of like reading stories. We read kind of different things like those books. Um, and we can just name and notice those moments when characters in the book are being kind towards others or help others. or just like being, being kind towards right. themselves and just like highlight them. Hey, that's, that can, that, that was a, a neat part of the story. Yeah. I like that. Can you, Think of any examples of specific techniques or exercises or practices that that parents can use to enhance their self compassion. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, let me maybe talk about about three. Two might be like a bit of a shorter term, kind of like something that you can do on a daily basis, and and the third one might be a little bit kind of like might require some some time and and attention from people too. But first of all, like when I think about like self-compassion, especially it's like, it requires three steps to it. Like you need to name what's happening. Uh, it's going to like be it like, it's been a hard day at work and I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm tired or I'm not focused or I'm scattered, whatever it is. You need to be able to, second step is to connect, like connect with the dots about just like, that's the context that I'm in. Like, it makes sense. Like it's been a very hectic day at work, for example. Yeah. And like, if I'm like connect to the context and connect to like, just like a, common human experience because like a big part of it is like if like even saying something along the lines like who wouldn't feel tired after a day like this so just like to normalize and and cross-reference and have a bigger bigger picture um, in view that's the second step that people can do and then the last one is to to be kind but when i think about being kind it doesn't only mean like just accepting what's going on because sometimes yeah if it's there's nothing else we can do being kind sometimes means just like accepting and kind of hey that makes sense and it's kind of like that's okay to feel what i'm feeling and sometimes mm-hmm. being kind means um maybe tapping into resources or just doing something acting on that situation that you're in so i'm thinking like if like if we're kind of going back to the example of like having a hard day at, at work and not being able to connect with your kid it's like well right now i need i need just like five minutes or ten minutes to have a breather and maybe yeah. it means like asking someone to step in so you can name what's happening connect to the bigger context and to like just like human experience of um being a parent or doing life in general in general and then choosing thinking like what what is it that they need right now maybe it's just like hey i just need to be kinder to myself, or maybe I do need to do something to set a boundary or take some some time for myself. So that's the first um, kind of like technique or strategy people can use: name, right. connect, and then do something about it. Um, the other one, um, and I'm stealing this from uh, from an author and, and therapist, uh, Becky Kennedy. She works with with families a lot. She talks about this in the context of like working with kids, but like this attitude of like this is a good kid who's having a hard time with X, Y, and Z instead of like thinking or, or, or thinking or saying kind of like, you're like, what's wrong with you? Or why, why are you doing what you're doing? So right. and applying something similar to yourself, like I'm, I'm a good parent still who's having a hard time with X, Y, and Z. I'm a good parent who's having a hard time after a long, exhausting day at work. And that can just like, just a phrase like this can be, can help you to get out of this kind of like shame, 
cycle of like, right. oh, there's something wrong with me. And it's just like normalizing. Yeah, I think, that. like you said, shame is a is a big part of it. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's the big big part of it. So just just this phrase, and kind of, I'm a good parent who's having a hard time, and then just filling the blank. What is it that you're having a hard time with? Also, will give you information on like maybe information about what what you might need in any given moment. I really so like that. that. Yeah. I'm so a that's good the parent. Second. I'm just having a hard time. Yeah. 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 And that's kind of like, it can be just like, give you a bit of a distance. The yeah. third one is like, like might kind of like take some time for, uh, for people, but, um, I really, um, like we usually think like parenting means that you need to give a lot, but I actually think like to care for others. So even care for oneself is more than just giving. Um, I really like like how Esther Perel, she's a prominent relationship expert. Uh, she usually talks that there are seven verbs or actions that actually shape the way we love and care for others, including sometimes ourselves. So the seven verbs are to take, to give, to ask, to receive, to share, to refuse, and to play. And that's the... So those all like show up in relationships, you're saying? Well, they, they shape the way, the way we love and care for someone right including yeah, ourselves yeah. so we need to give to others and that's a big part of it and that's what i think that's what come first when it comes to parenting yeah but to, that's what we think of first for sure yeah but it also like means that you need to take maybe to take that five or ten minutes for yourself it also means sometimes you need to ask for what you kind of like what kind of help you need yeah if you ask for something that also means that you need to be able to receive it because it's 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 not always easy because kind of it's also of like, means kind of like yeah. you need to kind of like uh sometimes you need to share be it resources or just share what's going on for you yeah like that's another expectation around parenting is that yeah. you know you can handle it all yourself right yeah and it's yeah it, and it's it's not a job for for one person or even two people in no. general yeah and yeah and the other two verbs like is to refuse or to play so I'll, I'll name it one more time. So to, uh, to care for someone, including yourself, uh, you need to take, to give, to ask, to receive, to share, to refuse, and to play. And another technique or strategy that people can use is just to like write those verbs down. Think about what comes naturally to you. I would assume that to give will be one of the top ones, but there might be other verbs or actions that come nat also naturally to you. And also then highlight which one of them are not as easy for you to do. And just like take one verb, one action, and just focus on it for, for a month. Um, like if you going back to like, I'm a good parent who's having a hard time sometimes to say no to people or to refuse. Yeah. And it also means like, well, that means I can, I can get better because like some of those like verbs and actions require some cultivating and focusing on it. So it's not enough just to accept, oh, I'm having a hard time. Sometimes it's also require you to to do something about it. And then you can just practice it for, for a month, let's say. And again, like yeah. people can even connect it to the bigger context and just like involve your kids in this. Hey, that's a month and what when we're focusing on this and we want to be able as a family to to do it well. And it becomes like, yeah, just a practice for yourself or practice for the whole family. Yeah. I like that idea of like having it written out because seeing those like that they're all part of taking care of yourself and others, it makes it easier to accept like, okay, I need to refuse my child this one thing. It's, you know, not a bad parent. Mm -hmm. It's part of caring for them. Yeah. It's, it's part yeah, of I my like job that. description in a sense. Like, yeah. 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 I love that. Yeah. So this is kind of related. We talked about there is kind of a lot of shame that comes to 
messing up as a parent, you know? And I think, I mean, I see it a lot in social media. Like, I think we're all guilty of this. We put out onto social media the life that we want people to think we have. We just put out the best. So you'll see, you know, your friends and other families that look perfect, that they look like they're doing everything right. So it's hard not to to judge ourselves and, and our choices when when that's what we're taking in. Can you provide any examples of how self-compassion can help parents overcome like guilt and self-judgment and, and that shame? Totally. Yeah. It's such a good question. Such a, such a big question as well. I love the, you know, yeah, you know, we put out like it's just the best, the best things on social yeah. media and people do it. But on the, on the flip side, we usually compare our behind the scenes shots to those best shots of other people. And it just exactly. can be such an overwhelming experience. But also like, I think the, the nuance I want to kind of also highlight is that there are a couple of words that we use interchangeably, but they can be like confusing, like guilt, shame, judgment. Right. Um, and I yeah. want to clarify because like when I look at those things, I look, I see actually only two processes, like the shame versus guilt. Okay. Uh, but by shame, I mean, it's like feeling bad about yourself as a person. Like I'm a bad person. I'm a bad partner. I'm a bad parent. Like this kind of state. I'm, I'm broken. There's something wrong with me. Guilt on the other side is feeling bad about what we did. Shame is never helpful. Guilt is actually like, can be adaptive and it can be just like an, like a, we make mistakes. I think that's totally fair. That's totally true. There is no way around if, around it. I think if you're yeah. human and you're in relationships with others, like you will constantly go through the cycle of like harmony, disharmony, repair. And yeah. it's like it's there's no way around it. So there's so always shame's more like all encompassing and guilt is more like yeah situations situational <laughs> and about something that we we did because like if, if there's a mistake that happened like i mean in a way guilt is is a pathway or like the the way to to repair if i'm interacting with my with my kid and i know i'm not attentive or as, as attentive as as i want to be or like sometimes like ah that's something is not right so it doesn't mean that I'm I'm bad. Just like I'm not doing this the way it needs to. I need to do yeah. it. Or I can be. So guilt is actually adaptive. Right. Um, it's kind of that like clue. Like okay, this is an opportunity to adjust right. what I'm doing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it kind of it, it helps me versus feeling shame. You know, there is something wrong with me. I'm like I can't be a good parent because I'm I have whatever it is. Whatever story yeah. with it's not helpful. So first of all, separating those two like. Like thinking like, am I more in the shame cycle or am I in, in the guilt? And like, if, if that's, if guilt is appropriate, then maybe doing something about it is, mm-hmm. is really helpful. I just had like recently had a, a conversation um, with someone and they shared what, what a very close person to them said to them. And kind of, this is such a great way to kind of like, kind of talk about, about not getting stuck in the shame cycle. Uh, they yeah. said, I made a lot of mistakes in my life that they still feel guilty about but they do not define me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's part of this kind of like, if, if you're human, you will make mistakes. Yeah. It's bound to happen. Like yeah. we're definitely not perfect. Yeah. Yeah. How do we respond to those situations? What we do It's kind of, that's what helps. And that's where it kind of like, if, if there's something and it's more about like, well, I, maybe I can do things better. That may be just an information for, for me and I can, I can learn from it. Yeah. Um, and, and do something. Awesome. Dennis, what do you think some um, potential barriers or challenges might be that, yeah, that parents could have when they're trying to practice self-compassion? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's kind of, it's, it's, it can be not an easy practice to, to kind of incorporate. Yeah. Especially if it's, if it's new to you. 
Yes, totally. Like, yeah. Yes. And I think I'm, I'm thinking about a couple of things here. So first of all, some of the social norms um, in kind of in how we how we grew up and what kind of messages we, we take from from people around us, from the culture around us. So usually in any family unit, there is a primary or frontline parent. And in like a more typical heterosexual couples, like this is usually fall under the woman's domain. And this can be like a kind of woman or like this kind of like primary caregivers, they socialize to take care of others. And they like, when we, like we're not taught to, to take a good care of ourselves. And this can be like a big, they're just like the context that we're coming from. If we're not taught how to, if we, we didn't have parents who like didn't play, like they, for a lot of different reasons, again, like they're not to, not to blame. Like they were not thinking, maybe they were surviving other things that were happening. Right. Uh, their minds were like, at kind of like just providing because that was a very different context for them. But maybe kind of we were not, we were not taught how to take care of ourselves. And that can be, can be a barrier. Not taught to take care of ourselves or just not taught to put ourselves first ever. Yeah, 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 definitely. And that can be a, a big, big part of like what makes it harder because it's, yeah. it's something new. Like it's, it feels awkward. It's like a, whatever, whenever you were learning a new skill, it's like, it feels like unnatural and awkward and like, yeah, it's yeah. Kind of, and, and it's also like, it can be challenging, but it also means that we're doing something right. And we're doing something new. Right. And growing for sure. Yeah. yeah. Another challenge is the isolation of families or couples specifically like couples tend to do this kind of work like on their own and not have enough support and when you have just like a context that you're in is like is, is challenging and there are not that, that many people that can help it also makes it sometimes harder you don't think twice about like taking care of yourself so parenting is not a job for one person that's for sure but it's not a job for just two people either which kind of like yeah affects. what's that What's that cliche? Like it takes a village or something? Yeah. 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 And we do need people around us, but yeah. also like I propose that we change this, this saying, this cliche. I think it's not just takes a, a village. I think it takes a good village, not perfect, <laughs> but a good village because that's can be another barrier or challenge is like complex family dynamics can also be, be a challenge or a barrier. Definitely. When it's kind of, it, it definitely helps people like to have people around, but like when, when the village is not functioning well, it also can like hinder so so many different things. Yes, that will be a conversation for another day. Yeah. So this is kind of along the same lines. Like what about cultural or societal factors that would kind of impact how we approach self-compassion? Yeah, yeah, definitely. When I think about culture, it can be culture like culture of a nation or country. It also can be a culture like of a certain family. When I think about cultures, like tend to think like there are cultures that focus more on self-reliance, like this independence, more stereotypically people think about North America. And there are also cultures that focus more on interdependence and loyalty. It's more of a communal, like those, those families or like countries that have more of a communal feel to it. And typically for people who come from a background when their family or their culture in general focus more on loyalty and interdependence, they usually tend to have like harder time with this idea of self-compassion. And I think... That's kind of like the second culture, like is closer to, to home for me. I think when people hear from those cultures, when they hear self-compassion, they actually hear something along the lines of like, this is self-indulgent, unnecessary, selfish kindness to yourself. Right. Yourself. Yeah. Which is like not, yeah, what, what self-compassion means. And sometimes the emphasis is more on the kind of like self-indulgent, something selfish. Sometimes the emphasis is more like, this is not necessary. 
Yeah. Yeah. Another thing that shapes how I understand it and separating those two, like self-compassion doesn't mean it's something selfish. Self-compassion is a, is a good way to take care of yourself, take care of the relationships. It's about maintenance and and actually. Yeah. Because, you know, when, like you said, you, you're the best version of yourself and, and you know, you're in the best place you can be, then you're better able to to take care of others and, yeah. and be there for yeah. and and be more loyal and mm-hmm. and whatever else, you know. Yeah. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's kind of it's the yeah, there's nothing nothing selfish about it. But again, like sometimes un, uh, unintentionally, like we, we grew up with those messages and then it becomes self compassion becomes something selfish. Yeah. Whether it's at a family level or you know, a societal level it it would definitely be difficult to to break out of that mindset. Um, Dennis, how do you think self-compassion can support parents in, you know, kind of managing and processing, you know, the many difficult emotions that, that are going to arise during parenting? I tend to think that um, any emotion is data. It's nothing more. Like there's nothing, emotions not good or bad. Our main job is to notice those emotions, name them, understand what's going on, uh, what the reaction is. Sometimes you're like emotions have reasons of their own. If if a part of us is feeling something, it's usually a good idea to at least check in and see what's what's going on. And yeah, it can what, be what just reason is behind that. Yeah. Yeah. And it, a check in like this can be an act of self compassion. Like a part of me is like feeling really overwhelmed, and it's just like just kind of like what's going on. Just connect into the bigger context. Kind of like going through the process, the steps of being kind of like just kind and caring. Uh, towards yourself or a part of, of yourself that, that's feeling whatever you're feeling it can be a big part of like yeah again like us moving forward doing something about it uh, be like be just like doing something for ourselves or being a, a better better parent and i think what you said earlier about like one of those aspects of self-compassion the um just like that common human experience hmm. yeah the common common humanity or the context like norm reference yeah yeah exactly so kind of looking looking at your situation with that lens of course i'm feeling overwhelmed in this moment or of course this you know situation would would make me frustrated i'm sure like lots of other people would feel the same thing yeah and it's just yeah it, it becomes a, a process and can, can become a like even a teaching moment for a connection moment with with our kids too yeah. Like it's kind of like learning and understanding what to do with those emotions is a big part of like growth and development. All kids are born with this incredible ability to feel everything, but it takes us like 25 years for our brains to fully develop and kind of like learn how to work with those emotions. So us working through those. Yeah. That's so important as parents is to help our kids work through those emotions and understand, like you said, there's not like a value associated with them. Like if, you know, kids are, are scared or sad or whatever, like that's not, that's not, it's not wrong to feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. And it sometimes just like takes being just kind and understanding. Sometimes it takes just like some kind of like clear and calm attitudes. Of what's going on? Just this ability to think. Sometimes it's also like take some, some courage to, to face our own fears or big emotions or our kids' big emotions. So that can be, can be like, whoa, what's just happened? Our our main job can okay, whatever's going on, this I'm I'm a good parent, or this is a good good kid in front of me. Like they're having a hard time. Even kind of when we think about like our partners, like there's like we all kind of have those days when we snap, we're more grumpy, 
or like we do something and like such a big difference when we kind of like when we hear what's wrong with you versus like you might be having a hard time with something i don't know what's going on but like what's what's going on so just like just the ability to to turn towards somebody else with this kind of like not with the idea of like what's wrong with you what yeah not with judgment yeah yeah help me even if i'm here for you like help me understand something like it's not okay how you talk with to me right now but like i'm here for you like if you're having a hard time with something like let me know and that let's let's see what's what we can do about it yeah if this concept is new to a parent you know what advice would you give to them to kind of start incorporating that into their parenting yeah well i think two steps that people can to like take first of all like just thinking about like what's the context that you're coming from be it like cultural context like are you kind of like are you kind of like did you grow up with more with more messages of like self-reliance and kind of like how to take care of yourself. Did you grab more with the kind of like those that you kind of, you need to take care of others. So knowing, knowing where you come from can be helpful because it, it, again, it gives you the context. It helps you to connect with, uh, with the bigger picture. Uh, and the other thing is just like using this phrase more often, like this idea of like having a hard time with something as opposed to something wrong with me or with somebody else. Yeah. Saying it to others more often, like, Hey, like I, I see you. Like you, you're like you know, I still, still, still see you as a as a good person, as a good child. Uh, you're having a hard time with something. Like you like help me understand what's going on, or just like checking in with yourself even. So ha- using this phrase more often, like I'm I'm still a good parent who's having a hard time with refusing, saying no, uh, managing boundaries, managing whatever it is. Uh, so kind of it can be a a, a good good starting point. Awesome. Thank you so much, Dennis. I think, yeah, I think this is, um, it's an important topic and it's, um, it can be hard for, for parents to have that self-compassion. So, um, I think you've given us, given our listeners a lot of good tips. Thank you so much. Sure. No, you're welcome. It's been, yeah, it's been pleasure and fun. You've been listening to Living Fully, a Calgary Counseling Center podcast. Thank you for tuning in. This episode was produced by Nick here, Louisa Campos, and by me, Katherine Hertig. A special thanks to Dennis Shushkin. To stay up to date on our latest episodes, be sure to subscribe. We're available in your favorite podcast app. Living Fully is a production of Calgary Counseling Center and recorded in Calgary on Treaty 7 territory. Living Fully podcast is not a substitute or alternative for professional care or treatment. If you're in Alberta and need help, please go to calgarycounseling.com or counselingalberta.com. For help across Canada and the United States, call 211. If you are outside of Canada and the U.S., seek help from your general medical practitioner. <laughs>